0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D. Hi. Today, we are going to talk with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach about all sorts of video game news. We'll talk a little bit more about Peacemaker. The Walking Dead is getting a spinoff and we've got the Cast list and of course we got the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicki, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts and more! more. Or just search BJ Chase Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes and the Odyssey app to find us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of ways to get a hold of us and uh, send us messages if you want to or you can just check out all of our Facebook pages, all of our Facebook pages, our <laughs> Facebook page because we do post. Post a lot of stuff that we don't quite always get to. So if you're looking for uh, maybe an article or just the things, uh, you know, things to peruse while you're listening to us, you can go check out those articles. Vicky's very diligent when we post those out mm-hmm. there, and give your opinions on some of those things as well, and uh, interact with the other Geek Nationals now. One person we always have to interact with is Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach. You can find him at Skewed and Reviewed, and you can find that at sknr.net. And we got to get back with that video game news. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. And Gareth, we've been talking a lot about the fact that Microsoft ended up buying Activision and Blizzard and, you know, all that big conglomerate that they're with, and we were speculating on how PlayStation would fire back, and it seems. Seems like they fired back in a massive way.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting because at first glance, it appears that this was a reaction move when they went out and purchased Bungie. Yeah. But right after the announcement made public, that this is not a reaction to the Activision Microsoft purchase. This had been in the works. They said four to five months. ago. So this was just something that took longer. It was just the timing was finalized. Um, you know, after this, who knows if there was a little added incentive to get it done. You know, who knows. But they interestingly said that a it had been in the works for several months, and b uh, this was not the last of their acquisitions.
0: Wow. Okay. Is- so that's interesting at this point in time because now thinking about that, if this has been in the in in the works for a while. And does it feel like maybe then Microsoft doing their thing to kind of, you know, sneak and kind of take the wind out of the sails for a PlayStation's
2: announcement? It possibly could. Um, you know, it's it's funny because shortly after that, the Trade Commission is going to look into the Activision Blizzard purchase and, you know, make sure. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the bigger picture right now, this is in some ways people are speculating this could be the result of the pandemic in that it's not just the video game industry we're seeing theme parks uh, where a major player has made a pitch for another major player and you know some are saying just how badly were some of these people hit by the pandemic how much uh has that you know they could come out and say well we had a good sales quarter and look at all this but how much is it affecting future projects? How many of those were put off or delayed that will affect their long-term future? Some are speculating this could simply be some of the big players saying who might be right to be purchased now, who two, three years ago would have told us to take a hike. Oh. Now all of a sudden, you know, billions of dollars in stock versus, a, as to some investors, an uncertain future or pipeline delays, project that sort of thing might seem more appealing so i think what you may be seeing is that certain companies are willing to say you know what if we become part of empire as it were we have renewed stability versus going alone because what happens if project a is delayed another six months i mean depending on the contract some of these companies can run into penalties uh, where they simply say look if this game is not delivered in this condition by this date there you have it. I mean, we've already oh, yeah. seen several games come out that were not up to and You know, they've tried to do damage control by saying, well, we're going to like Battlefield 2042 where, oh, we're going to, we're going to work on it. Don't you worry about that. And people are like, yeah, it's too late. It's several months down the line and you're only now admitting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it, I mean, even at that point in time, and I didn't even think about that. It's just that long-term sort of thing and its when you look at it from the outside, it looks like just, you know, just kind of like everyone's just kind of wagging their junk around to, like, show how awesome they are and that they can buy all of these things that you love. And then even something along the lines of just like, oh, yeah, well, if you're going to get, you know, our Crash Bandicoot, we're going to get your Halo. You know, it's just that sort of weird. Uh, and maybe it's just because I watch shows like Silicon Valley where it's just everything is done with a petty slant to it. And really, at this point, it could just be business. Business that's all happening,
2: exactly. And you know, when you have to look at an even bigger picture. In that, micro, uh, Sony was very quick to say, "We have no plans for um, Destiny to go to become an exclusive. We want to keep it multi-platform, and that's great." But what about any other projects that Bungie may have in the works or unannounced? Oh, no, right? Mention that, and then you know, you look at the bigger picture. Maybe this is all part of the game that if the. F- you know, the Trade Commission, FTC, starts stepping in. Maybe that's part of the speculation. Uh, you know, let's not forget when Disney made their large purchase of Fox, they had to get rid of Fox Sports because they owned ESPN. And this yeah. might be all part of the game that going forward, they may have to make assurances we will not make key things console exclusive or at the very least admit that we won't go beyond a timed exclusive. Hence, there's not a monopoly or as big a monopoly. Who knows?
0: Well, that's so interesting, too, because the only thing I can remember literally is like from history books when, you know, Pac Bell had to go down and break you down the, the Ma Bells and the Baby Bells. And I mean, kids out there, you can Google that stuff. It's really all about the phone companies that had really an essentially an actual monopoly. And it just feels like we're getting closer to that sort of monopoly standard. I mean, even when you look at something as big as Amazon, who does so many different things, like even just beyond they're like doing like a global monopoly on a lot of stuff it just gets kind of scary when the smaller companies because they're just going to get swallowed up by a larger conglomerate
2: yeah exactly and you know and again it it i think back to the whole issue with windows everyone used to scream microsoft is a monopoly and mm-hmm. the response was always you do have other options There's OS2 Warp, there's Macintosh, and of course, you know, the average consumer would say, right, but good luck getting our stuff to run on it because, let's be honest, the games were all made for 99% one operating system, and there was no guarantee that certain hardware would work with it, but, you know, from a legal standpoint, you have another option. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're not forcing you to use it now. (laughs) If you want your stuff to run and you want to be able to be reassured you can play any game that comes out that's fine, but, you know, (laughs) we're not requiring it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to go down the pipe, and we'll see where it goes with that. But let's, you know, beyond all of that, let's talk some video games, because we do got an update about Dying Light 2.
2: Dying Light 2 has arrived. It's out today. I've been playing it for A little over a week and a half, and uh, it is, of course, going to be available on uh, all the formats the consoles, the PC. And this is a very large game. It was very um, heavily, it's been very heavily anticipated. It's got a very rabid fan base because they have, uh, the company is constantly um updated it over the years i mean you went from just running around on foot to eventually getting a go-kart if you needed it and uh yeah. dune buggy running you know bad guys over which is always a lot of fun yeah right and it's funny because i first saw this at e3 2019 in a closed door meeting and boy that seems like a lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> and you know there was delays after delays then there was the pandemic so it's it's finally out and one of the great things is um you know, people are going to nitpick, oh, I don't like this and I don't like this. I don't like that part about it. It's a huge game. The manufacturer, Techland, has said there's over 500 hours worth of content Whoa. right now. Before that, any other additional things are added. A lot of the reviews say you're looking at about 80 hours of play just to get through like the core storyline. And then, of course, down the line, there'll be, you know, like a co-op and a multiplay thing. So if you like a giant open world thing that has a lot of parkour, has some undead, has crafting, has resource gathering, this is definitely the thing for you. But, you know, you have to have patience. I know... Um, there, there are people that are already, oh, I don't like this health meter and I don't like this stamina meter and that should only be for the hardcore setting and this shouldn't happen. And I think the characters, it's like, you're missing the point. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs>
2: As I tell them, I said, look at what Dying Light was when it launched. Look at what it is now. There have been significant changes and upgrades to it and expansions over the years do you not think this is going to happen as well the company it's a rock solid game for those who like this kind of gameplay nice do you so- not think the company is going to upgrade it and add to it based on feedback over the years
0: right exactly that's i mean gosh i've just been reading about just uh the way uh, uh world of warcraft has changed over a, a course of the years and it's like oh it's not the same game it's like yeah but i mean you can go back and play the first one i mean you can just still do that. Exactly. So,
2: <laughs> and what I enjoy is that so far uh, my weaponry has. That was one of my biggest frustrations with the first dying light was that weaponry would break down, and you had to constantly. I, I, you know, as we've talked about with Fallout, I'm not always a fan of having to take things to a table and fix yeah. them and or scrap them. <laughs> and yeah. so far, I've been. You know, everything I've had is still in good operating condition. So, <laughs>
0: and Dying Light Two is available across all platforms, PC consoles as well. So, uh, whichever system you uh, use, you can use on that or that one. Correct. Well, moving on from that, uh, what are the what are some of the new things coming out, or at least the announcements for Far Cry Six?
2: Okay, so what they've done is Ubisoft has put out a Rambo update and this is rather interesting. It it's it's in they recently had a free update that included Danny Trejo, where you would do a mission uh involved with him and it's a a, a short mission, but you know, fifteen, twenty minutes you'll get through it, no problem. And what they've done now is they've done uh, a Rambo-themed mission where you can go out and do kind of you're you're still not you're not playing Rambo, but it it um, they have everything from a ten pack where you can get certain weaponry and um, outfits and stuff that give you a Rambo look to it. And then there's the other where you basically go in and you do, you know, crazy missions like they show you taking the bow and uh, with the explosive tip like you have in Rambo 2 or you take down helicopters and stuff like that. And there's little uh, snippets where various uh, lines, you know, God would have mercy, I won't, you know, that sort of thing (laughs) uh, is thrown in there. And it's just like, you know, people are, are laughing going, okay, so... Rambo showing up in Mortal Kombat. He was in a right. Call of Duty update, and I'm like, hey, he's making the tour, you know?
0: Like, I mean, that's the weird thing, though. I mean, they have, I mean, they did have a Rambo movie uh, a little while ago. That you know, to kind of come back with all of it, but he hasn't necessarily been something that's been out in the public eye in the recent years. Uh, is it just because it's a, like nostalgia kick?
2: Oh, I think it's a case of that. And I think the licensing is available probably under yeah. reasonable terms. And so everybody's just like, okay, every most people know who he is. He fits perfect Fair for yeah. action games. Let's throw him in.
0: All right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and then finally, about Tiny Tina and all her adventures.
2: Okay. So Tiny Tina's Wonderland is getting closer and closer to coming out. We <laughs> talked about the... Um, expansion that was made for Borderlands 2 that was made available as a free standalone for a while on Epic Games. It is coming to the PlayStation as part of the PS Plus. Um, People can go ahead and play that and get back in. And what's happened is there are two new character classes that have been announced. So for those that aren't familiar, it's a game within a game in that Tiny Tina likes to play a Dungeons Dragons-style role-playing game and what I feel was the best expansion for Borderlands 2, um, you her narrating kind of as the dungeon master. She would make things up as she goes along. She would change the rules as they go along, and players would play one of the characters in the game and go on from there. So now this has been expanded to a full and complete game. So you know, if you like the Borderlands gameplay, you're going to have that, but you're going to get the quirky humor. You're going to get Tiny Tina and her. Ever-changing narratives and stability, and it just looks like just a load of fun. So I uh, can't wait to see that.
0: I'm really excited for it as well. I I didn't. I played a little bit of the first Borderlands and definitely got in deep with uh, Borderlands Three. And the tiny teeny character has just been hilarious. I mean, obviously through that, but even when you see someone else playing the game and you see all her quips. And I've seen some people playing some of the gameplay of this and just where it's like, you know what, you're right. This isn't. This is. This isn't dark enough. for this area and suddenly it, like the whole like screen change. Everything goes in because she's decided, yeah, I need to change the story right now. And you're like, you're doing it in the middle of my game. How is this even working? I love all of
2: that. And it's great, too, because the updates for Borderlands 3 in terms of new content have kind of slowed down. There was some question about you know when we might see some expanded storylines or would new dlc be available that's kind of been quieted down we've had raids and stuff like that so it seems like for now the focus is definitely on tiny tina if you need a new adventure so i'm i'm very curious to see that when the game comes out will it be all focus on this and all content for that or will we still see some uh borderlands 3 content or you know, who knows? This is all the great speculation it took for <laughs> ages before we got a Borderlands 3 announcement. And, you know, people are going to say, well, is this setup we have now going to carry it onward or are we going to do this? And then, in, you know, later date gets inkling what 4 is coming. Who knows? But I just like the fact that we're getting something new and it's coming very soon.
0: Heck yeah. And you can find out more information about the classes and even much more, or even much more, <laughs> so much more with all of that at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that at net, and also all along all of the social media. Just search for Skewed and Reviewed. Thank you so much, Gareth.
2: Anytime. Take care.
0: Thank you so much, Gareth. And moving on from video games. We gotta talk TV now. I have been remiss. I haven't been keeping up with Peacemaker. I feel at this point in time, I know I think I've seen three episodes so far. And I kinda wanna wait until they're all out so I can binge the last ones.
1: I had a hard time too. I'm like, I don't
0: Because I just like every time I watch it, I wanna watch another one. And having to wait, like I think I just wanna wait. Wait as much as possible and then get to it because I think it's eight episodes and we're not all the way through yet. Uh, I do know that another one dropped that we haven't had a chance to see yet, Mm -hmm. Um, but you are mostly caught up at this point, right? Yes.
1: For the exception of the one that dropped yesterday and I had to catch up. I wanted to do like you like I'm going to wait, but I told my friend about I'm like, you need to watch the show and then text me this that last episode was great. I'm like, ah, crap. Now I got to do it. Now (laughs) I have to do it. But yeah, you are right. There are eight episodes. All right, cool. Uh, so we are on episode. Well, last one was six. We just saw Monkey Dory episode five. A oh, lot of, a lot of. <sighs> I saw like next week's episode, like the the little trailer the preview. The yeah, 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 yeah. So the episode that just came out is going to be. <sighs>
0: Like blow your mind sort of stuff here. Like a
1: lot of crap's gonna go down.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Am I? I, I just want to know how much I'm, sp- I'm allowed to say here. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Well, I mean,
0: you can say what you want at this point in time. I think uh, like people like uh, myself and uh, Joe. I'm sure that you're a little bit behind as well. I've only seen one episode. Exactly. So I mean, we 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 know what we're in for, and if anyone wants to uh, pause it. Watch the episodes and catch up, and then come back to it. You're more than welcome to. But, I mean, come on. We're in pong, guys. We can spoil stuff. I'll
1: try to be as vague as I can, but right. uh, if it, something slips out, you've been warned. Fair enough. Uh, this is the first episode we see them, as a team, actually get along and appreciate each other. There was a lot of animosity at the beginning of the episode, a <laughs> lot of shenanigans, a <laughs> lot of fighting. And the fighting is ridiculous because John Cena's Peacemaker is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, Dyebeard.
1: Like, oh, they have a huge exchange. Just... <laughs> It's him complaining. It's like, why did you pick my dad's name? Why couldn't you pick any other one? How oh, about-? yeah.
0: That whole thing is. So that's coming back to Roost then. That's oh, funny. Oh, my
1: God. It is just shenanigans. It, it, it was hilarious. But we see that uh, on the last episode before this one, episode four, we saw that somebody on the team is actually a butterfly. Oh, and damn. someone accidentally discovers that this person is a butterfly.
0: Oh, man. And it leaves
1: off, like, what's going to happen now that you discovered this person and they discovered that you discovered them?
0: Awkward. Uh, yeah,
1: something's going to go down. In this episode, they also kind of had a... We saw the sideline plot with the dad. Uh-huh. And we saw in the future episode, like, because this is already a trailer that S is going to go down with him and Peacemaker.
0: That would make sense because, A, like I've said before, James Gunn loves to deal with daddy issues. Mm -hmm. And also it was kind of uh, unsatisfying just to see the dad end up in prison Mm. and be like, is that the end of that storyline? The fact that it's not going to be is great because I felt Robert Patrick in that role is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love him. I mean, I love to hate him, I should yes. say, in this, because he's got no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He is
1: another Joffrey.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because when you see some of the, you, you tend to forget or try to not push away, but you don't really acknowledge the side character so much. You know they're there to just kind of move the story along. Mm-hmm. But Detective Song, who obviously had a lot of problems with his dad because his dad's racist and she is uh, a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And she knows for a fact that he's not lying. He is, in this episode, she finds out, no, you weren't the one who did these things. Like, she gets all the proof, but somehow it gets bounced back. Like, oh, no, he's the one that did it. These are his fingerprints after all. She's like, no, no, no. I saw and talked to everybody. This is not, no, like, you're wrong. And so she's conflicted. Like, everyone's saying, but he's a piece of crap, right? He's a, you know, why don't we just leave him in jail? Yeah. But she's like, morally, I can't. It's technically Peacemaker we need to get after. So I get her like she's a, trying to be a good guy, like yeah. a legitimate yeah, good, guy, actual
0: good guy, good
1: uh, guy, even though it's not necessarily what she wants to do. So I'm like, OK, props to her uh, next week's episode. Uh, we might see uh, his dad donning a costume, which would the white dragon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The very racist villain. So, I mean, you saw that in the jail scene. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting take because it's really hard, I feel, to be able to portray a racist character in mm-hmm. any medium at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, I, it's just like I just hope that like people can discern between the actor and the role. Right. Like it, when it, you get later on there with like Robert poor Robert Patrick, <laughs> it, <laughs> he's he already makes- a murder robot. Can he not just yes. be a racist too?
1: Uh, it, it's interesting because like you can when you feel very uncomfortable in these scenes, you know they're doing a really good job.
0: Exactly, because exactly. you just want
1: to hate them.
0: I love that you're loving it though.
1: It, it's so funny. Like even uh, one of our other coworkers, Sarah, which is Joey's sister, she's not a huge like she loves some geeky stuff because it kind of falls in the same realm like the CW type shows. She does like that. And I we were talking on our podcast because we have an all girl podcast. And I mentioned something from Peacemaker, because they like, what's your favorite emoji to use? Cause one of the characters reveals their their emoji for everything is like the male merman.
0: <laughs> and, that's why the, that's why James Gunn was tweeting that.
1: Right. And so we were talking about that. She's like, oh my God, I love Peacemaker. Like she's wow. really into Peacemaker too.
0: That's amazing.
1: Uh, but definitely you guys need to if you haven't started Peacemaker, definitely give it a give it a try. I think you'll very much enjoy it. All the actors are phenomenal in this. And I can't wait till next week and see what goes down. And definitely
0: not for kids. So uh, no. just note that.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's, it was, oh, they, they were a team for the first time. They had a win as ah, a team. nice. And they actually, like, got along really well. And it was really sweet. Like, they started a group chat and everything. It's like, Okay. They're a team. Yay. And if
0: you want to maybe do a little back reading on the Peacemaker, it looks like Peacemaker's only solo series under the DC Comics banner is now available for reading on the DC Universe Infinite. Mm. So you have a chance to do that. It was uh, published in 87 and it introduces readers to a revised version of Christopher Smith. Following DC's mid '80s Crisis on Infinite Earths reboot, so you can find that right now, and it's the four-issue Peacemaker miniseries that you can find if you want to do a little bit of reading about the character and kind of see where it has gone from there. Moving on from to television, and usually Fridays when we talk about The Walking Dead, I'm not really keeping up on it. So when uh, whenever it comes back, BJ will be able to inform a little bit more on that. But AMC has revealed the first cast members to join the upcoming spin-off anthology series Tales of the Walking Dead. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Parker Posey, Terry Crews, Poppy Liu and Gillian Bell will star in the new show. And what they're doing with this is that it will, uh, season one will tell six original, one-hour standalone stories with both new and familiar characters, all set in the Walking Dead universe. So it might be one where it's like, oh, I want to know what this person is doing after basically the finale of The Walking Dead is happening, because we are in its final season. We'll have to see where all of that goes. But it's another spin-off. They've got a ton of different ones. I think they're doing a Daryl and Carol spin-off as well. So, I mean, spoiler alert, they're probably not going to die then. Uh, unless they throw us for a loop and it's some sort of weird random offshoot on that. You Don't, said no.
1: Terry Crews? Terry
0: Crews. Oh yes. Like
1: I was like wait, can it be the same Terry Crews somebody else named Terry Crews? Really? No,
0: the Terry Crews, the man from the old spice commercials. I mean, he's done other things as well, but on, you might remember nine him nine from that. Nine. Yes, Brooklyn 99. Nine. Nine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's uh, phenomenal. Brooklyn a lot of nine. different things on that. So, uh one of the many oh characters that or p- actors that will be playing characters on that.
1: Anthony Edwards, do you guys remember what he's from? Two no. things. What? ER.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And he was
1: Goose in Top Gun.
0: Ah, Goose. He
1: looked like an old guy. Like he looks like a dad now. I just remember him like young. Well, well
0: now he'll be the walking dad.
1: Huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky. I mean, it's still February, so are we looking uh into a black hole of suck for movies? No. Oh.
1: Kinda. All
0: right, Aww. yeah.
1: Woo. There's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, jeez, really? <laughs> Actually, one that I've seen a lot of um, commercials for, or trailers for, I should say, and it's not doing so well. Only has six reviews though on the Tomato Meter, thirty-three percent. It is Moonfall, and that is the one with Catwoman, uh, the guy <laughs> from Ant Man. <laughs> Sam from Game of Thrones, and I forget the owl's name in Watchmen.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay, so, yeah. Wow. Night owl.
1: Night owl. Thank you.
0: Wow. So I Halle mean...
1: Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, and Michael Pena.
0: Okay, Pena. fine.
1: Uh, it is called Moonfall. It is that one where all they're all in space and stuff. It's like a mysterious force knocks out the moon from orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling to a collision course with oh, yeah. you know life as we know it.
0: Oh yeah, this is the one that's a little more like actiony than uh, Don't Look Up, which is uh, 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 about the impending doom in uh, in a satire comedy sort of way. This is more along the lines of uh, action sci-fi sort of way. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's only six reviews and it's getting 33%. And
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it's six
1: reviews. That's this could like really really change.
0: Yeah, um, it could.
1: If you guys do go see this, I don't I'm guessing it's in it says it's in theaters. I'm not saying that it's streaming anywhere. Let us know what you think, cause I am very curious if this is one of those that's just gonna go all the way down or actually bump up a little bit.
0: And it's something along those lines. It turn it feels like it would be something like maybe like a drinking game uh involved with it, or maybe it's a so bad it's good, but it also might just be a bad movie and that's why they're having it play in February.
1: Or it could just be like after Having some time to digest the Eternals movie, because I really enjoyed it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. But now as I'm sitting here and thinking of the characters, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I saw it in theaters because it was beautiful. Yeah. But it wasn't a an eh movie. And I feel like this could be it. This could be just a very beautiful movie because it's in space. But be a eh. Movie.
0: Yeah, it kind of sounds like that along those lines. Seems uh, like the world's going to explode or something in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I think the moon's going to crash into uh the earth or yeah, the moon weeks, isn't all what it seems sort of thing.
1: It's weeks away from impending doom, it says. Dude, there's there's no happy
0: doom. ending to that. There's um, no ship that's going to get you somewhere safe. No, no, generally not, no. Uh, <laughs> speaking
1: of not-so-happy endings, uh, Jackass Forever, I know it's not really our genre, but I do want to point out that it is coming out this week, and it's getting mm-hmm. 91% on the Tomato Meter with only 54 reviews.
0: And you know what you're getting into when you're yes. watching a Jackass movie, and I- I'm definitely going to go see this. I'm going to, I think we're going to go see it with uh, one of our uh, collective friends-slash-co-workers, Danny. Uh, he's really stoked for it because he really loves that sort of thing. And... I mean, yeah, I will go into go to the theaters to see this, even though you really don't have to. I, but I'm going to.
1: I just feel really bad for them. I think now knowing that they're all sober, that and makes
0: elderly, it worse. The and fact older, that they're like, like it possibly in their fifties, forties, forties and fifties. Yeah, like it can't. I mean, just seriously, like yeah, the Johnny, hospital bills on this. Mm.
1: Johnny Knoxville's fifty. Steve O's forty-seven. Wow. Ugh, so, I mean if you're not really feeling any of these other ones. Yeah, I think the
0: tough part for me with jackass movies is that it is actually real. It's not stunt, <laughs> And when I watch it, I'm like, oh no, I get squeamish. Oh, what happened? Because, yeah, it is legitimate. Like, some of them are super funny. Like, even, like, watching the trailers for this one and seeing, I think it was Eric Andre ordering a coffee, and when he goes with the coffee, it's got one of the inflatable, almost like airbag balloons mm. that just shoots it. It's supposed to hit him in the face, but it doesn't. Oh. But And then they have a backup one once everyone gets wise to that one hits him in the nuts i mean it's so juvenile but it's 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 i mean i mean other people's pain i guess is hilarious
1: yeah yeah, sure (laughs) (laughs) um there's a few more but i'm going to just run down them quickly because most of these don't have much of a review or any reviews really okay um one, it says it's action, mystery, thriller, sci-fi, but I'm Whoa. not really sure. It's a lot. It says a platoon of U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan become trapped in a cave and are hunted down by a deadly creature. It's called The Prey, Legend of Karnoctus.
0: It sounds like <laughs> a Predator, like, uh, straight to a DVD, like, B-movie type ripoff.
1: Considering the biggest name on this crew is Danny Trejo? Probably. Oh, there you
0: go. And it the doesn't mo- make anything bad.
1: I mean, the movie poster looks very, like... It, like, old-school Indiana Jones-esque. Like, there's a weird creature in the back that kind of looks like the creature that took down Gandalf the Grey.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the Balrog?
1: Yeah. It looks all kinds oh, of ridiculous. Yeah. And it
0: all, yeah, it looks just like a Balrog. And, oh, wow, this is...
1: No reviews <laughs> as of yet, surprisingly. Oh,
0: Adrian Paul. I wonder what he's been doing. He was the Highlander in the TV series back in the day. Oh. Old people oh. will remember this. Uh, I don't know if you guys will, but, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: Another one that's coming out, it's a Western horror, and which is, I really want to bring it up because I like the idea of Western horrors. However, it's a Western horror, and it's probably not going to get really well received, especially because the cast seems kind of, it's less than two hours long. Oh, that works. It is called Ghosts of the Ozark. Uh, You... Some of the actors, Thomas Hudson, I feel like I, oh, you know who he is? I recognize his face. He was in the movie Get Out. He was the one that said, get out. Oh, (laughs) I'm like 99% sure that was him. I think.
0: Oh, Tim Blake Nelson is in this. If you yes. ever watch the uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was the Coen Brothers uh, movie, he played Buster. And it's like a bunch of like little movies, kind of or shorts, put together into a long movie. He was Buster Scruggs in that one. Oh, David Ooh. Arquette's in this.
1: Yeah, actually, he was not the one from Get Out. I'm confusing him with someone else. Anywho, this looks but yeah. terrible, but I'm yes. kind of
0: in for it.
1: Right, it's one of those. If it comes out, like, uh, I mean, it says it's on Apple TV to buy. Uh, but it's going to be in theaters, so if you are able to get it on Apple TV and maybe free at some point, that I mean, wouldn't Freeze. be a bad way to go.
0: And you've got some nice old, those nice old Western mustaches going on there. <sighs> Which so is what yeah. what you
1: love. <laughs> so sure. this it's this an exciting new take of a Southern ghost story. In post-Civil War Arkansas, a young doctor is mysteriously summoned to a remote town in the Ozarks, only to discover that a utopian paradise is filled with secrets and surrounded by a menacing supernatural presence. Ooh, spooky.
0: Spooky. <laughs> uh,
1: another one, kind of the same thing, is getting 20% on the tomato meter called The Long Night. Again, not really big on the, uh, the actor's name, but it is a horror movie. It seems like,
0: yeah, I mean, February, like we said with January, kind of the dumping grounds for movies, so yep. we'll kind of... See how this goes. Last
1: Survivor, 71%, and uh, Alicia Silverstone yet in another movie. Good for her. All right. Getting her insurance, (laughs) along with Stephen Moyer. Get that insurance. Yeah, really. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.